Welcome to episode 55, where I've got my buddy Kyle Reddit in here, and we are talking about everything health. You know, it's kind of funny because I connected with Kyle before I went to Bali, and we were talking about how he was actually planning on moving there. And we're like, all right, cool. Well, let's meet up when we're there. And Kyle was the first guy I met when I just got to Bali my first day. We went for dinner together. And yeah, he's just uh, the real deal. Everything that we talk about in this episode pertaining to health body optimization, sleep hacking, um, CBD oil. Uh, actually, if you want some CBD oil, hit me up in the DM. I'm, I'm selling that. Uh, it's, it's really awesome how, how, how that really affects people in a positive way. My mom's knee is like really, really improving a lot from it. My dad's nerve damage is uh, pretty much gone from uh, applying that. So yeah, that's one of the things we talk about in this episode as well. So if you want a sample of that, hit me up. And yeah, Kyle, he's a health and fitness coach, does uh, one-on-one training, doesn't matter where you are in the world, he does it all through virtual uh, interwebs, virtual reality, not really, but uh, he, he puts a plan together for people to optimize their health, nutrition, the guy's a real deal, really cool guy, spent a lot of time with him in Bali, and he also connected with me with a couple other people that we have on the lineup for this Bali business mini series. And the next one, uh, one of the people he connected me with is uh, a lady who does sleep coaching. So we'll be uh, having Kelly's uh, Benson's interview coming up here shortly about how to optimize your sleep. So without further ado, enjoy this episode, share it out, subscribe, all that stuff. If you want to take me up on my free coaching call, 20 minutes, one-on-one with me, go ahead, send me a DM, email quintoncarlin at gmail.com and we'll make it happen. Cheers. Test, test. All right, welcome back, everyone. And today our talk is with a friend of mine, Kyle Reedhead from Toronto, who's heading to Bali in a few weeks. He's a health coach, and that's our topic today. We're talking about everything health-related to getting a better sleep, better diet, better overall body condition. So, Kyle, man, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here and uh, can't wait to, to start living the travel life like, uh, like you do. <laughs> yeah, man, you'll be on this side of the world. Just get out of cold Toronto and uh, get some waves in Bali. I'll be, we'll be catching up uh, there in a couple of weeks. That'll be awesome. Is that your first time heading to Bali? or? 
First time heading to Southeast Asia, actually. Yeah, I, wow. uh, yeah, I've done Australia, New Zealand. I did that last year, um, but uh, it was only about it was about a month that I was there. This is my first, you know, kind of long term. Just kind of no idea when I'll be back. No idea where exactly I'm gonna go. Just gonna cruise around and see see what's good. There's a lot good, my friend. There's a lot good. I've been based over here for about seven years, so uh, there's a lot to see, lots to do. And uh, yeah, man, I did my first stint in Australia for a year. I did the one year working holiday visa um, back in the day. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's definitely good to get out of Canada for the winters and get some waves and nice weather. So um, yeah. that's going to be sick. Uh, so yeah, man, so you've got a coaching practice where you help clients get uh, optimize their health. Basically, if you want to kind of give you a bit of your story on what you do and how you got started in that might be a good place to start. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I work with clients for a number of different things. Uh, you know, weight loss is obviously a popular thing that, that people are looking to, to strive for. So that's, that's common. Then there's just, you know, any health issues. So a lot of gut issues and things like that. And then, and then, you know, my favorite, uh, type of client is the ones that they're already healthy, but they just want to optimize. They want to feel better. They want to, you right. know, be able to improve their cognitive function, uh, because that's sort of where I'm at in my stage. That's the kind of things that I'm working towards. So it's fun to be able to help others do that as well. Uh, this whole thing kind of started probably when I was about 19 or so, I was actually just working as a framer and that was, you know, building houses and that was what I was going to do. And then I got into a, a network marketing company, which I mean, I don't do anymore. Uh, but you know, those pyramid schemes, I guess people like to call it. Um, although I'm, I'm a fan of them. I like what they teach. I like what they do. Uh, but it was selling, you know, high quality supplements. Um, and, and that was sort of what taught me about the health space. And then it also sort of taught me about self-development and just learning yeah. that you, know, you can be more than what you currently are. And you know, I was only involved in that company for maybe six months, maybe a little bit longer, mm -hmm. but it led me to go back to school. So I went to school for kinesiology um, and sort of learned more into the health space. And then, you know, that's what kind of got my entrepreneurial roots started. Mm -hmm. um, and so from there, it's just been, you know, a journey of, of learning myself and applying, you know, all these things that I learn uh, in the research to myself to, to just feel better, perform better in the gym. Right. Uh, and then, you know, just trying to help others to do the same. Dude, that's awesome. And, you know, people always say that those kind of businesses are like pyramid schemes or whatever. But if you look at the corporate world, that's like the biggest pyramid scheme ever with like, you know, you have the CEO or business owner, upper management, lower management, you know, the sales reps, all that down to like the janitor. Um, so, yeah, I think that network marketing and direct sales is a fantastic way for um, people to get their feet wet in the entrepreneurial space because you have a team of people that are trying to help you out train you, mentor you. You don't have to create your own product. Like it's a really great way to build a business. And I got started in that as well back in the day. And uh, it's crazy how much money people make in those businesses, man. Like it's, oh, it's, it's, absurd. it's a great experience. And yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you want to get, if you're recommending someone to use a product, then you should get commission for it. That's, that's yeah. just how it works. Like the amount of people I tell that they should use an iPhone instead of an Android is ridiculous. <laughs> I should get commission every time I do that. And that's what net network marketing is. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing. There's a lot of people, like you said, that are just trying to support you. Um, so, I mean, I enjoyed it. I think the experience was great and I learned a ton from it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it has the bad reputation because there's some people that sold something, you know, probably 
you know, supplements that, that don't work or that were bad quality and, right. and, you know, pushed it out like crazy and they happen to be good salespeople. So they made a lot of money selling crap. Right. That's where it got the bad reputation, but there are some companies out there that actually have some really good products and yeah, sure. hey, it's just a, a better way to sell the product in my opinion. You know, it's interesting. I was just, uh, last week I had an interview with a guy who's made literally millions and millions of dollars um, in that space. And uh, I just got on board with his team doing CBD oil just because I saw like CBD oil, like, man, like in Canada, weed is legal. Uh, I don't drink actually or smoke weed, but um, I just see the benefits of this huge wave. Like I got into crypto before it got all popular. So I just kind of see trends and yeah. uh, I see that, that this is going to be a huge deal in the whole pharmaceutical industry, the medical industry, um, as, as well as recreational, you know, like guys like me that don't really drink or, or party much, but just want to chill out just take a couple drops under your tongue and you just kind of feel like, you know, zen out. So um, yeah, I'm kind of like looking forward to getting back into this space because I just see the huge opportunity with it. So um, maybe let's talk about that. Like what's your thoughts as a, as a health coach about the whole CBD uh, medical marijuana or in, have you, have you uh, looked at that much or? Not a ton, but I have, I mean, I've actually had a, a expert doctor on my podcast a few weeks ago because it was just legalized here in Canada. Sure. Uh, so I kind of wanted to get the inside scoop and, and, you know, growing up in Canada, uh, I've definitely smoked weed and, and I do, but not very often. I do it maybe, you know, once every couple of weeks kind of thing. Right. Um, but I'm actually, I'm a big fan of it as long as you use it the, the proper way. Uh-huh. I think, you know, it has its benefits, especially CBD because we have a, a, a cannabinoid system um, you know, in our brain. So we actually have receptors that these CBD uh, oils, they, they actually go and they attach to, and it helps to increase, you know, dopamine and other hormones and endorphins in your body to make you feel good. Yeah. And so this is, uh, you know, it's a natural thing that we do. We create these um, cannabinoids uh, naturally. So to supplement them, I think is, is not a bad thing. And, and for, for people with anxiety, for people with stress, Right. And for, you know, people with certain pain and, and different like diseases, illnesses, um, it can be very useful. And the beauty of CBD is that it doesn't come with uh, the other side of, of the marijuana where it actually makes you, you know, kind of trip out a little bit, right? Your THC. Right. Um, so you get to have the benefit of, you know, pain relief, anxiety relief, and all those hormone um, boosts without the kind of get a little bit sketchy, get a little bit trippy and, and not be able to function, but hungry. Uh, I mean, for yeah, and get and hungry. Exactly. So, uh, C- CBD, I've never actually used a CBD oil. I've just used it, you know, I've just smoked actual, uh, marijuana. Um, but I think the application for both, uh, is actually pretty good. So it's a promising area. Uh, I was in some stocks for marijuana too, before it got, uh, yeah, before it got, uh, legalized here in Canada. Um, so I made a bit of money there, which yeah, which was pretty sweet. Um, but we're still, you know, they're still figuring it out. They're still, it's very new. So the research, you know, we don't know all the ins and outs of, of marijuana yet, but for the most part, what we're seeing with research is that, you know, it's very positive. It's a very good thing. Um, so for all those out there who are haters on marijuana, step back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> the research suggests a lot of good things and not many bad things. There are very, you know, minimal side effects, if any, the only time you're getting side effects is if it's something that you're, you know, if you're smoking every single day, all day, well, I mean, yeah, there's some problems there. Um, but other than that, there are not many side effects, not like your typical medications that people would use. 
there you go, folks. You heard it from the expert. Go hit that link in my bio and pick up a, a CBD uh, oil to test it out for yourself. Well, the reason I got into it was my parents are in their 70s and they've both got chronic um, issues with their joints. And my mom's looking at surgery for her knee. And uh, I'm like, well, why don't you try this? And that's kind of what made me get into it after I talked with this guy last week that was just kind of like all about it. And he's done every different kind of business under the sun. He's like, dude, this is the best thing by far I've ever done. Um, and there's just, like you said, it's all over the news these days, especially in Canada, we're kind of a, a ahead of the curve. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good to find trends, like you said, with the stocks and ride those waves yeah. while they're, while they're pumping. Right. Um, <laughs> so what, what else do you usually do with your clients? Like, like, let's say I'm brand new. What kind of, a, do you do kind of like an assessment for people to kind of see where they're at, talk about their goals and kind of walk, walk people through what the onboarding process might be like? Yeah. So it, it always starts with an assessment. I got to see kind of where they're at, what their baseline is, you know, what their, what their current levels are. And, and it's not just a lot of people go, I want to lose weight or want to get healthy. And they, they just start going to the gym or they just start kind of going on some diet and changing that. And, and really the body is, is so complex. There's so many different areas that play a role and they're all interconnected. So I like to look at, nutrition but also exercise and sleep management and your stress levels and you know your your mindfulness are you taking time for yourself what about your relationships with others are you spending time in the community and with friends and you know what's your what's your entire life like and then from there we can go okay here's the areas we need to work on um to to get you to achieve your goals because you know, if, if you change your, your diet and you improve your diet, well, that's going to help you perform better in the gym. That's going to help you sleep better. That's going to help you manage stress better. So they're all so interconnected. And so you really need to look at, you know, all the different areas and sort of work on all of them together as this complete, you know, process rather than just kind of picking one area and letting the other ones lack because you're only as strong as your weakest link. And that's true with your health as well. So you can eat as you know, perfect as you want. But if you're stressed out 24 seven, you will not lose weight, you will not improve your gut or improve your health. You know, these things all matter. So it's something that you need to look at holistically. And that's kind of the approach that that I take with clients. That's awesome, man. And uh, one thing that I've just recently done is uh, I did the master cleanse seven days, no food just took the uh, took the kind of cayenne pepper, lemon and maple syrup. That was pretty tough. Like, have you done Have you ever done anything like that? I haven't done a master cleanse. Uh, no, I haven't done anything like that at all. Actually. Uh, it's impressive. I mean, that's not hard to do. I like, I like my food. I like to eat. Yeah. Uh, so good for you. How'd you feel afterwards? Was it, did you find yeah. benefit? You know, I've done it a few times. This was my third time. The first time I did it was the hardest. I don't know why, but I was just like energy wise, I was up and down and I couldn't sleep. And I was just really, really, it was hard. But the last yeah. two times I kind of knew what to expect. So it wasn't as much of a, a shock to my system. Um, but yeah, as far as talking about losing weight, I lost over 10 pounds in like a week. Um, nice. And have been pretty much been able to keep that off. You know, this has been like a month and a half, almost two months ago I did that. Um, so I do it just kind of like re reset my system. Um, like I'm not like a, a super big guy. I didn't do it to lose weight. I did it more of like, kind of like to just kind of cleanse out my, my system and, uh, just, just re rebalance things. Um, so yeah. yeah I, and I, I think that's, that. I think that's helpful for me. I'm, I'm all about sustainability. So if someone yeah. wants to lose weight, if someone wants to improve their health, you know, people need to realize, I actually just posted a thing on Instagram. I think it was yesterday 
Um, and it was 90% of people that lose weight end up gaining it all back. Oh, yeah, 90%. Yeah. It's insane. And it's because we don't look at what the actual end goal is. We think, well, I want to lose weight. And then they think, well, that's the goal. But the goal isn't to lose weight. The goal is to now live your life at that new weight you've gotten at, right? So choosing your diet or choosing what you're going to do to lose that weight is so important because you want to make it sustainable. So you don't just want to go on some three-week ketogenic diet, lose seven pounds or 10 pounds or whatever, but you absolutely hate eating that way because as soon as you're done, you're going to go back to the way you ate. You're going to go and binge. You're, you're going to do all these different things and it's going to result in you gaining all that weight back. So for me, it's about finding uh, habits or changes in your life that we can make that you know, will be sustainable, that you're going to actually enjoy and that aren't going to be so difficult that you're going to resort back to your old ways within a week. So we sort of slowly change, you know, one thing at a time, change your daily habits and yeah. until they become new habits for you that are positive rather than negative. And that way, once you've lost the weight, it's now just natural to, to keep that weight off. So it's not like this, I got to go on a diet now. And then, you know, six months down the road, I got to go on a diet again. And it just keeps happening. Yeah. It's, it's all about sustainability. I, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. You know, like I'm just one of those guys, like I don't go hard you know, and then burn out. Like I just have want to kind of be slow and steady, you know, like that's one thing. What's your thoughts on CrossFit? So <laughs> good question. Um, the idea of CrossFit is very good. Their, their values and kind of what they teach in the beginning is good. They just teach, you know, proper movement, um, you know, foundational movements, functional movements that are all, you know, human movements that we should learn how to do like squats and deadlifts right. and cleans, et cetera. What I don't like about CrossFit is they've, they've gotten so large that they've kind of, the quality has really gone sour. So now they're, they're teaching these movements where they're not actually teaching them correctly. And the other thing that I don't like about CrossFit is that these are very complex movements. A squat is a difficult movement to learn to do it properly. Yeah. If you learn how to squat properly, I mean, you're going to prevent back pain, knee pain, almost every injury that is out there. Squatting is, is so important. But if you're squatting to 30 reps with all this weight and then you're jumping off and doing deadlifts and doing all these other things when you're fatigued, it's impossible to do it in good form. Yeah. So the amount of people that just get injured from CrossFit is actually insane. Even the, the, the finalists in the, the professional, I think it was something like close to 50% of them had injuries in the finals of CrossFit. It, like, so they're, they're not really teaching, again, sustainability with training. Yeah. Um, I get it. I get why people like it because it's this competitive thing where you're, you know, you're becoming this like amazing athlete, but for the average population, for the general person, mm. it makes no sense. Um, it, it makes absolutely no sense. I, I like the movements and I think you should do all those movements, but not when you're fatigued and gassed. <laughs> I think you should separate them and focus on, you know, form and, and building strength. You know, uh, and that's whether you I'll raise my hand. The reason I ask that question is I'm out right now with an injury from CrossFit. <laughs> that oh, like, yeah. yeah, I talked to my doctor and he's like, he's like, most of my clients come in here from CrossFit injuries as physiotherapists, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, and I'm, I'm like, like I played university basketball. Like I've been around sports and working out like for forever, like since I was a kid. Um, but going through CrossFit, yeah. it's just like the repetition, like you said, and the squats and what I did, I pulled the groin muscle and it's been like two and a half months, man. It's like the hardest yeah. thing to, uh, to recover from because anytime you're out, I go for a run or I'm playing beach soccer or whatever, you know, if you just kind of, you know, 
pull it a little too far, it's, 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 it's pulled again, you know? So yeah, a groin injury is, uh, it's my first one and it's been brutal from crossfit. Yeah. Groin injuries are awful to deal with, but yeah, man, it, you're not alone on that. There's so many people that get injured from this and it's just, you're overstressing the body. That's all it is. You're just, you're overstressing the body. And I, as soon as I have a client that says they do CrossFit, I go, okay, let's get you out of there. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll do all those movements, but we're going to do them strategically so that you're not, you know, doing a complex movement like a squat while you're gassed and completely tired. It just, it doesn't make sense unless you're a professional. Right. So. Right. That's hilarious. Sorry for all the CrossFitters. Step one, cancel your CrossFit membership. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so what, what would you say is a good balance workout then? Like people are going to the gym, they're trying to get into something like, what would you recommend as a good, you know, wholesome? Yeah. Good question. So, I mean, first of all, you know, whatever is going to get you up and get you moving, I think is what you should do. So, I mean, if CrossFit is the only thing that'll get you up and moving, then sure. Go for it. Just understand you're probably going to get injured. Um, if playing sports is what you like, if running is what you like, then go for it. Do something that's going to make you move. That's the most important thing. If you want to optimize, I, in my opinion, and whether you're looking to lose weight, you're looking to build muscle, or you're looking to prevent injury, strength training, a good strength training routine is going to be the most important thing that you can do. Um, because building lean muscle is, is you know, not just great for, for looking good and getting big, but it helps you metabolize the food that you're eating so you can actually handle eating carbohydrates or sugar. Um, it helps you to, to move better so that you can prevent injury. Uh, it helps you to burn fat even when you're not in the gym. Right. So strength training, in my opinion, is, is the most important thing. It's the foundational thing that I think everyone needs to be doing. And it doesn't mean that you need to go in and squat two plates and you know, deadlift heavy and whatever. Um, you know, even just body weight movements, things like handstands, if you want, these are all, you know, and, and dips and pull-ups and, and just learning to, to use your body with a bit of resistance is, is, is by far, uh, the most important thing that I think for training. Um, and as a beginner, I mean, three times a week is fine. You don't have to go in and hit it, you know, twice a day or six times a week, but a couple times a week and just focus on, on moving properly and then just getting a bit stronger each time you go into the gym. Yeah. So, you know, holding that handstand a little bit longer or, you know, doing a pull up a few more reps or maybe throwing some weight in between the knees or whatever it is, just progressively overloading your body is what creates a stimulus that, okay, I need to, your body goes, okay, I need to adapt and I need to get bigger. I need to, sorry, not bigger. I need to get better. I need to get stronger. Um, so if you just go into the gym, you strength train, you progressively overload, you'll see fantastic changes to your body. And a lot of people are afraid to do weight training because they think, oh, especially females, because they think I'm going to get big and bulky and, right. you know, I'm going to become this like jacked human. You won't. That is very difficult to do. Ask anyone who's been in the gym that's trying to gain muscle. It is not an easy thing to do. Your body does not want to pack on size. Um, it's not an efficient thing for the body. So the only way you're going to get big and bulky is, you know, if you're eating 8,000 calories a day and you're taking performance handsome drugs and you're in the gym all the time, which I mean, you know, most people are not going to do what's going to happen if you strength train is you're just going to end up burning a little bit of fat. You're going to tone your muscles and you're going to look a little bit better <laughs> and you're going to feel a little bit better too. So, um, to me, that's the most important thing. You know, I'm seeing now a trend with like, for example, one of my best friends and, uh, guys I've known out here for a long time. When I first met him, dude, he was 
fucking jacked. He was a beast. He was like the Hulk. He was the biggest dude. And he's gotten heavy into um, like cycling, triathlons, marathons, stuff like that. And dude, I will, I joke because I, 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 his, his shirts are hanging off him now, you know, like he's, <laughs> he's lost so much weight, but I'm seeing a lot of people that used to be, be builders are now trying to lean out as they get older. Because what, what I've noticed, even myself, when I've gotten older, I used to lift and I feel that a lot of that is kind of turning into just bulk and it just looks like you're kind of fatter and not really as defined as you age. And for me, myself, I'm trying to do a lot more cardio now to kind of stay leaner and not put on so much size. Like, is that something that you're seeing is kind of a trend that it's not so much about being big, the biggest guy anymore, but just being defined and toned and kind of slimmed down almost? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's difficult to stay big, right? You got to eat a lot of food. You got to, you know what I mean? You got to be lifting a lot of weight. It's, it's just not an easy, sustainable lifestyle. Um, but to, to lean out, um, I actually... For, for people that are looking to lose weight, and, and it may be different for someone who's already, you know, lean but big with muscle, but if you're looking to lose weight, cardio is not actually your best option. Uh, endurance training is not actually your best option. Uh, again, it's strength training or high-intensity interval training is going to be your best way to actually burn fat. Um, if you're already big muscular, then some endurance is actually – because what endurance training does is it helps you become more efficient at, at endurance. So – to be good at endurance, it actually is telling you that you need to get rid of muscle. So it's going to start, the, the stimulus that you're sending to the body is that you need to get rid of muscle. But muscle is the most important way to burn fat. So people that want to lose weight, they typically go to the gym and they start running on a treadmill for a half hour or an hour. And you know this is not going to help you to lose weight. If you want to lose weight, then you need to go and you need to build a little bit of muscle. You need to tone your muscle because that's what's going to actually shred off the fat. So for someone who, you know, is, is big and muscular, I would say just tone it down a little bit on the amount of calories that you're eating, yeah. but continue to strength train and, you know, you'll lean out, you'll, you'll get rid of a lot of fat and you, you likely won't stay big and bulky unless you're taking performance enhancing drugs or whatever right. else. Yeah, yeah. And talking about that, what's, a, what's your go-to post-workout or pre-workout meal or shake or anything that you consume? Good question. Uh, so pre-workout side, we'll start there. Uh, I don't take any pre-workout supplements. They're usually filled with sugar and just chemicals and things that you just don't want in your body. Coffee is your go-to if you want a good pre-workout. Uh, coffee is just, it's liquid gold. Um, so stick with your coffee. You drink coffee? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm actually drinking coffee right now. I've got oh, my yeah. mug here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big fan of coffee. It's, it's one of the only, I guess, healthy drinks out there other than water or tea. Um, you know, it's full of antioxidants and polyphenols and the caffeine is what really gives you a nice stimulant to, to get in a, a better workout. So I'm right. a big fan of that. If you're looking to lose weight, then I actually prefer fasted, uh, fasted exercise. Um, so getting up in the morning where you haven't eaten and, and going to the gym and working out, Right. Uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, I can't do that. I need to eat. It just takes a little bit for your body to, to figure that out. What it needs to do is learn how to access your, your stored fat. And then once it can do that, well, now you can get your energy quickly and easily. And you can actually, you'll be able to work out without getting lightheaded and tired in that. Yeah. So I prefer that if you're not looking to lose weight, then, you know, um, just, a, a you know, whole foods, just eat some whole foods. Don't, Go out and, and have your pastas and your grains and all that kind of stuff. Just eat, you know, your real whole foods, some fruit beforehand. I like to have a, a, a smoothie bowl um, with, you know, your, your 
like coconut milk, berries, avocado, um, and then a bunch of seeds and other things. I put like some coconut flakes on top, that kind of thing. Um, so just a healthy meal to get you some, some energy before the gym. If, if you're not trying to burn fat, um, after the gym, I like to get in some carbs. I eat a very high fat, low carb diet typically. Uh, but after the gym is where I'll bring in the carbs and usually I'll have, uh, some quinoa or a sweet potato is my go-to. Quinoa, sweet potatoes. Okay, cool. Um, talking about coffee, do you do the bulletproof coffee? Are you familiar with that? With the uh... yeah, that's what I have right now, actually. Okay. Yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. I actually don't drink caffeine, so I don't drink coffee at all. But oh, I've yeah. yeah, I've started to get onto the yeah. So every morning, I just have a, a really massive uh, protein shakes with fruit, yep, uh, kale, protein powder, everything. So that's my breakfast, uh, and then I also do a, a tea which I put the, uh, the, I make it like a bulletproof tea basically without. Nice. Um, MCT oil and exactly. And the ghee. Yeah. 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 Okay. And the tea, how's that taste? Yeah. It's all right, man. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm big into the herbs. Like I've got my morning tea that I I have like a, it's called Herb Roberts. It's like a really, uh, Oh, you know, Herb Roberts? No, no, I don't know Herb Roberts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When I was back uh, this summer in Vancouver, my mom's been doing a lot of research on these like herbal, um, like essential oils and herbal teas and stuff. So I got really into that this past uh, last six months and uh, trying to, to optimize those as much as possible. Um, well, well, that's awesome, man. Um, what about kombucha? Is that big in Canada? Uh, yeah, it is. I think it's getting big everywhere. Uh, kombucha is great. Uh, as long as you're getting like a high quality one, um, it's fermented. So it's really good for the gut. It kind of feeds your good gut bacteria. The problem is, is that now that it's gotten so big, like anything, when the, when it gets big, the quality sort of, you know, goes pretty bad. So you can get kombucha drinks that are full of sugar and just full of chemicals. But if you can get a nice natural, that looks natural. <laughs> I, brew, I, brew, I brew my own. I brew my own nice. right here. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, then it's awesome. Yeah, so good. My own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, it's been my 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 side passion project. I've been brewing them, and it's it's awesome, dude. I've got about yeah, that's great. I do about eight bottles a week, so these are big. Nice, good for you. To go back to the bulletproof, by the way, um, bulletproof I think is is great. Uh, it's where you for for those who don't know, it's where you add either butter or ghee or coconut oil, I guess, into your coffee along with some MCT oil. Um. And, you know, it's great, especially if you're on a ketogenic diet or, you know, to end your, your fast, if you're doing like intermittent fasting every day, um, it, the cognitive effects that you get from, from bulletproof, bulletproof coffee are fantastic. The reason for it is when you intermittent fast, you're on a ketogenic diet, you're in ketosis. So you're burning ketones instead of sugar. It's a cleaner source of energy. So your, your brain sort of prefers that fuel. Um, so you can actually function a little bit better when you're in ketosis, that's why people love the ketogenic diet. It's become so popular. Bulletproof coffee is cool because you're basically adding exogenous ketones into your coffee. So you continue to stay in ketosis. Um, so for me, you know, I'll, I'll, I intermittent fast. So I usually go about 16 hours a day without eating. Um, but then when I, when I get up, I wait an hour or two and then I have my coffee with the ketones in it and it just sort of accelerates um, you know, your cognitive function. So I have a couple hours in the morning where I'm just gung ho and I can just focus on work and I just feel, you know, like a million bucks. So uh, big fan of it. If you're trying to lose weight, watch out though, because MCT oil or putting butter in that, it's a lot of extra calories to throw in your coffee. Um, it doesn't continue your fast. People think I'm fasting. So I drink bulletproof coffee and 
you know, I continue to fast through that. It doesn't, it's still calories. Um, so I wouldn't recommend it if you're trying to lose weight. Um, but other than that, I mean, I still recommend the MCT oil. You can throw that on your salads in a salad dressing or, you know, whatever, when you're eating, that'll help you stay in ketosis and, and help kind of accelerate fat burning. But throwing a bunch of butter in that in your coffee, if you're trying to lose weight, probably not the best idea. Um, although it does, it can work. It just depends. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something, you know, like there's a bunch of these biohackers that I'm connected with and, and buddies with, and they've been talking about it forever. And I never really, like I said, I don't drink coffee, so I never really have the chance. And one of them was yeah. just like, well, just mix it in with tea, you know? So I've been testing that out. But, uh, and you said that you do it at the end of your day as well. You have a, uh, no, no, no. It's just in the morning. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely don't, no cat. You don't want to have caffeine in the afternoon. Yeah, I, I think that you did mention that. That's why I wanted to come back to him. Like you, you do it in the, yeah. So yeah. First thing in the morning, not in the afternoon or, or evening. Yeah. Just in the um, morning. Too many people drink caffeine, you know, coffee, especially coffee, which is really high in caffeine in the afternoon or in the evening. And you know, this just, it impedes your sleep and sleep is, I mean, if you're talking biohacking, getting good quality sleep every night is your best way of biohacking by far. Yeah. Um, How long the, should people sleep? So the research right now, I mean, they, they suggest eight, but the research shows, I mean, seven is fine. If you're actually sleeping for seven, that's good. If you can be in bed, because not everyone's going to fall asleep right away. So, you know, we recommend, you know, get in bed for eight hours, hopefully seven of those hours you're sleeping at least. Um, that's, that's really the best. If you're lower than that, even if you, you know, think that you're okay to do five hours of sleeping, you know, you're not, you're, you're missing out on a lot of, of, you know, important effects that happen while you sleep. Um, it's your chance for your body to recover. It's your chance for your body to sort of consolidate all of your memories from the day before so that you actually can remember what you've done. Uh, it's your chance for when you're sleeping, you have most of your growth hormones produced when you're sleeping, which is important for fat burning and building muscle. Most of your testosterone, it, you know, balances out your hormones so that you don't crave foods during the day and at night. Um, it balances out your hormones so that you you will eat less and feel more satiated when you actually are eating foods. Um, it balances out the amount of your insulin that you're going to have when you eat uh, food throughout the day, which means the amount of fat that you're going to store throughout the day is lessened when you sleep more. It, there's so many things that, that happen when you're sleeping, but you need to get that full amount of sleep. Um, the studies that show when you sleep for four hours or six hours, all of that decreases significantly. So, um, there's, when I have a client almost every time, the first thing that I do is work on some sleep hygiene and figure out how we can get some more hours of sleep in their life. There's another hack as well. Blue light blocking glasses. I wear these all the time. One of my buddies, <laughs> James Swanwick has the Swannies that, that he has and, uh, yeah, I've been wearing these for years and people are always like, why do you wear those weird orange or yellow glasses? I'm like, because I want to sleep, man. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They're, those are so important, especially, I mean, today, who isn't on their phone or their computer exactly. or their TV pretty much all day, right? So the thing with blue blocking glasses or with blue light in general, every screen you have emits blue light. And the reason that this is, is important to you is because the sun emits blue light and our, our sleep rhythm basically, you know, follows the sun. So as the sun goes down, our body starts to produce melatonin and ramps up for, for getting prepared for sleep. But if you're staring at a screen while you're, and you're getting blue light in your eyes, well, then your brain starts to think, oh, the sun hasn't gone down. The sun is still up. I still need to be awake. 
So instead of producing melatonin, you just kind of live your life like or live your day like it's still sunny out and you're not ready to go to sleep. So all of a sudden you shut off all your devices at, you know, 11 o'clock and you try to go to bed. Well, even if you can fall asleep right away, you're not going to be able to get into as deep of a sleep because you need that melatonin to get into a nice deep sleep where you're really getting the recovery and rejuvenation. So as soon as the sun goes down, either start dimming your lights, turn night mode on on your phone or your computer, or mm-hmm. turn the blue light off on your TV if you don't mind watching it when it's you know orange looking, or get a pair of blue light gla- blocking glasses. There, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, no, I can attest to that for sure. Um, and the thing we're talking about the sleep cycle as well. Another tip is to get up in the morning and get into the sun because that sets your um, uh, arcanium, what is it, arcanium rhythm, circanium, circadian rhythm, yeah, circadian rhythm, uh, to get you in, in sync with the, the sun going up and down. And, uh, that, that vitamin D first thing in the morning is great too. So, um, well, listen, Kyle, I, I appreciate your time here, man. I know that we've, we've both got a lot going on. Is there anything else you want to kind of touch on before we kind of, uh, close this, uh, close this baby up? Um, you know, I don't know if I have anything specific. I think if you're looking to improve your health or if you're looking to just, you know, improve, you know, what you're doing as a, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business person or an athlete, whatever it is, I think the thing to remember is you're a human first before you're anything else, right? You're human before you are a CEO or before you are a professional athlete. And, and as a human, you have some requirements that you need to, to function properly. And if you're not getting those requirements and you're trying to, you know, work, 24 hours a day and and do all these things, you're building off a a really, you know, unstable foundation. So when I talk to anyone, my biggest thing is just get that foundation first, you know, eat some real whole foods, get some movement in, in your day, get some sunlight, sleep well, and figure out ways to manage your stress. And if you do that, whatever it is that you want to achieve, you'll be able to do much easier much more efficiently because you've kind of checked off all the, the, you know, foundational requirements of, of being a human. So that's, uh, that's my main thing. It's a big job being a human, isn't it? We've got all these, uh, <laughs> especially nowadays with all these distractions and it's, it's crazy. I mean, like I was listening to a Tom green, uh, comedy show. He's from Toronto as well. You're probably familiar with him. Yeah. Yeah. Tom yeah. Green. And his whole standup thing was talking about before cell phones. And he was like, yeah. you know, like you wake up, you go outside and he's like, and it's like walking into Narnia. You're just like out of the house. You're in your own world. No one can reach you. No one can distract you. You're just out there looking at rocks and plants. And you're just like, you know, like, like growing up without that was so different. Um, and, uh, and yeah, now we have a lot of things that are, are fighting for our time, energy and attention. So it's good to have systems and practices in place to take care of yourself, your body, your mind, your spirit and uh, rejuvenate and repair it and rest it uh, when, when it's always needed, actually. Um, so that's awesome, man. So you've got a podcast called Health Simple. Uh, you're based out of Toronto, and I assume do you work with clients all over the place or mostly in Toronto, or what's your kind of uh, routine with your, your business? Yeah. It's, uh, it's online. So uh, I just recently put it online because I was only working with Toronto with people from Toronto and, and, you know, realized that, Hey, why wouldn't I do this online? It's easier. Even the people in Toronto, instead of going meeting them, I can just do it online. So, so I have clients from all over. I work with, you know, people from all over the world. Um, and you know, it's, it's just a great way to do it. We do kind of video conferences, uh, weekly, depending on the package that they're, that they get or what their needs are. But, uh, yeah, kind of from, from all over. 
Cool, man. I'm, I'm curious, how, what's been your marketing strategy for that to attract clients? Like, is it mostly through your podcast or through Instagram? I see you've got a pretty big following there. Yeah. So I got an Instagram called health simple. Uh, it's at health simple underscore. And, and basically what I do there is just, I just teach. So everything that I learn, um, I throw into different images and videos and, and take clips from my podcast and that, and throw it in there to, to teach people, you know, tidbits of health and, and, you know, health is this space that's quite difficult to, to maneuver and kind of figure out because there's so many people out there that are just, that have, you know, Instagram accounts about health that don't know what they're talking about. So it confuses people. So I think, uh, Instagram has been a big, uh, a big way for me to get clients because, you know, they see the value in what I'm teaching there and and they kind of go, you know what, Uh, I need to work on this. I want some more help. And so they'll reach out from there. The Mm -hmm. podcast works. Health Simple Radio is my podcast where basically I just interview other health experts from around the world on, you know, various different topics. Um, so that's been a good, a good way for it as well. Uh, and then I've recently written some and currently working on some other eBooks. So instead of actually working with me one-on-one, I'm trying to get, you know, everything that I do with clients into just like a, an eBook so that you can just buy it, download it and boom, you've got kind of everything that I'm going to do with you anyway, but it's all in a book. So, um, you don't get the accountability of having a health coach, but you get all the information you need to, to sort of, you know, eat healthy or to lose weight or whatever it is that you want to accomplish. That's good, man. And talking about books, what's your, before we wrap up, I always ask people this, what's your favorite book or a book that's kind of made the biggest impact on your life? Ooh, good question. Uh, there's two, the slight edge, uh, by Jeff Olson is, is probably my favorite. I, I think I read it twice last year. Um, that one has been big for me. Have you read that? Have you heard no, of it? I've, I've heard a number of people mentioning it. Yeah. I haven't heard, I haven't read it yet though. Yeah, it's just about making like all the small choices in your life, you know, add up to to kind of who you are and and what you're about. So those small choices that you can do those everyday things, if you can, you know, you're either making positive or negative choices that are bringing you towards your goals or, or away from your goals. So focus on making those small decisions. And and those will sort of add up and compound into you know, to making you the person that you want to be or to making you achieve your goals. I love that one. The other one was how to win friends and influence people. Um, that you, you got the book there, right here, right on top of myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that book. Uh, I come from a sales background. That's what I was doing before I, uh, I started doing health coaching and, and that book has absolutely changed, not just the way that I did sales, but also just the way that I, you know, interact with people. And, um, that book was amazing. When I was, when I was working in sales for, for this company, I would, every person that I hired, I bought them that book and said, you got to read this before you even start. Uh, right. because it's just, it's, it's a fantastic book. I love it. Yeah, man. That's one of the classics of all time. It's just, you know, it, it comes down to relating and connecting with people and that's that you can be successful in anything, you know, like from company to company or whatever you're doing. Like if you're just like a real authentic person and trying to offer, you know, really honestly help people and connect with them and uh, just be interested in people. You know, people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. It's kind of the, the yeah. main thing. So and um, we, we've lost that whole, you know, everything you teach in there, we've lost that, right? With all these devices and stuff, people don't know how to interact with other humans anymore. Well, that, uh, that's, so. that's, that's one thing I love about this podcast and you probably enjoy it as well with what you're doing. It's just, it's just how often do you ever get on a call with someone like this, you know, like in regular life, you know, like my cell phone never rings, but I get like, you know, a million messages a day on text or, you know, whatever, you know, like it's just people are always busy communicating, but not really connecting. Um, Yeah. That's kind of how it is. So, so yeah, man. 
Well, it's good to have this space to uh, share and, uh, and connect with you and find out everything that you're up to. And uh, I'll leave your links below here for people to connect and reach out to you. And uh, man, we'll have to link up in Bali and uh, you know, the new year, dude, that'll be awesome. Yeah, let's do it for sure. Appreciate you having me on here and uh, let's definitely link up in Bali. I can't wait to get out there. Yeah, dude, it's going to be sick. I can't wait, man. It's how long are you going to be there for like ongoing? Is it or? Uh, yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a return flight and, or even a return time. I have no idea. Um, I'm going to go out to Bali for a few months. I got a 60 day visa, but I think I can extend it if I want to. And then, uh, I'll probably go check out some other countries. And then from what I think now, I'll probably keep coming back to Bali and make it sort of the home base, yeah. but who knows? Uh, I have no real plans. We'll kind of see how things go. I'll give you some tips on some other spots when we connect from uh, yeah, yeah. while you're out in this area, for sure. There's a lot to do and see out here, my man. Well, I'll see you soon then, brother. Cool. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Cheers.